Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. They say plants like music. Yeah, no, like really, they, they respond to the vibrations of it, which means that this playlist you're listening to, the plants are too. You know what else plants like? Organic soil from miracle Grow. It's made with all the best stuff, like wood fiber and compost. Plus, it's OMRI certified organic, which officially means it's made with superior ingredients. And when you give your plants the stuff that makes them happy, they won't judge you on your iffy playlist. Hear that, plants? So go ahead and give them miracle Grow. This episode of Getting Grown is brought to you by Heineken. With all the stresses of life, it can be easy to lose perspective on what really matters. But Heineken believes that life is about being with loved ones and opening yourself to new experiences. Because when you live spontaneously and embrace the unexpected, it's a chance to create new stories and connections. You just have to be open to it. So enjoy a refreshingly cold, full-bodied Heineken lager today with its deep golden color, light fruity aroma, mild bitter taste, and a crisp, clean finish. Cheers! Support for today's episode also comes from The Hate You Give. The Hate You Give, opening everywhere on October 19th, stars Amanda Stenberg as Star Carter, a 16-year-old who is constantly switching between two worlds, the mostly black neighborhood where she lives and the mostly white prep schools she attends. When Star's childhood best friend is shot at the hands of a police officer, Star must find her voice and stand up for what's right. Don't miss the film that critics are calling the most important story in years. The Hate You Give opens in select theaters on October 5th and everywhere else on October 19th. When autumn comes around, I know just what I say. Today's not yesterday, and all things have an ending. But what I'd like to know is could a place like this exist so beautiful? Or do we have to find our wings and fly away to the vision in our mind? Still didn't get it? Mm-mm. That was Stevie Wonder's visions. Oh, my gosh. I mean, beyond recognition. <laughs> <laughs> The shade, the trees, the umbrellas. Mm -hmm. I was like, where are we going with this? I'm struggling, but all it's right. Fine. It's fine. Steven Hardaway. <laughs> Steven Hardaway, my absolute end all be all and favorite of all time. And his six and a half locks. We will always and ever speak his name. We love you, Stevie. Steve A.R. But we hate whoever is doing your hair. That's right. Praise the Lord, niggas. Praise the Lord, niggas. 
Welcome back to another episode of Getting Grown with Jade and Kia. I'm Kia. I'm Jade. And we are here to talk about adulting. The good, the bad, the ugly, the test, the trials, the twists, the turns, the temptations, and the taxes of mm. being an adult in the year of our Lord 2018. What's popping? Ain't shit. Uh... Thank you to everybody who came out to Getting Grown New York. Man, we had a a, a high time. Wasn't Let it just t- a high time in the Lord? It was a blast. Like, that was one of my favorites, I have to say. Sorry to be biased. So, so good, right? I mean, the vibe in the room was amazing. The room actually smelled amazing. Everyone it smelled amazing. Everyone in there was just smelling like they have a relationship with the Lord. And it just blessed me. <laughs> it blessed me. Um, and you know, we had such a good time. We had awesome guests. Shout out to Joy Marie McKenzie yes. of Essence Magazine, who joined us at the kitchen table to discuss all of the week's trash. And then we were also joined by Tiffany the Budget Nista, and she snatched all of our edges back, honey, because she gave us all Edges. of the all of the tools and major keys that we need to in order to generate and sustain financial wealth for ourselves. And she just gave us so many tips about maintaining financial health and why it's so important for us to work through um, our issues, you know, as it relates Mm -hmm. to money and really have healthy mindsets about using money as the tool and the resource that it is and overcoming, like, you know, unhealthy mindsets of poverty and lack and struggle because that is not our portion. Hello? Stop calling yourselves broken poor because I have to stop as well. I too have had to have have, have blah, 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 blah. I too have had to really take stock in the way that I think about money. Um, because you know, I will tell you, having watched my mom my mom as a single parent struggle and make thing make ends meet, and we always had what we needed, like God always provided. But the way that I think about money is very much from a position of there is never enough. Um Absolutely. But that is just not the case, right? Because, you know, Thankfully, I've been afforded all manner of opportunities in order to and, and and marketable skills that I might be able to be out here making this money and making it work for me. So let's get it. I am so happy. She sent me into a new season of financial thinking. Man, and so good. It motivated the hell out of me. And it wasn't like a New Year's resolution where it's not going to happen. It was like it really gave me some real life motivation. So shout out to Tiffany, the budget nista. Um, make sure you guys check out her website and Absolutely. all of her services and whatever she provides because she is the real deal Holyfield. Absolutely. And she's just really a hub of information. And she has, through her website, um, she has put together just this, like, network of mm-hmm. uh, professionals with expertise in all kinds of things, whether it be homeownership or managing credit, uh, yep. ca- uh, credit card debt, uh, student loan debt, just entrepreneurship, building a brand, marketing yourself, all kinds of things um, and information that is out here readily available for our use and utilization. Um, yeah, we're going to leave her contact information in the description box. Y'all check it out. Okay. I am very sorry. Um, I was very sad, but, you know, I understood. But I was sad to learn that we were unable to record uh, the show because I wanted to share it with you. It was really an awesome time. Hopefully, we'll be able to have Tiffany back on Getting Grown so that you know all of our listeners can benefit. Oh, from we will because I held her to it. Absolutely, <laughs> it was so so good. But yeah, New York was amazing. Thank you, everyone who pushed yourselves through this humid, 
stupid rainy weather um, oh. to come kick it with us at the Tada Youth Theater. We had a yeah. good time. We had a good time. And shout out to Nikki of Zanina Jar. Y'all came yes. and showed out and, and supported her. Um, and it was just awesome. So we love you guys. And next shout up. Shout out to Friend Zone for hosting. Oh, absolutely. How do I? How could I ever forget? Um, our brothers and sister, yes. uh, Dustin, Asante, and Fran. Uh, Chris was in the building. It was just a really good time. Shout out to Chris coming through for loudspeakers and blessing us with um, a wonderful gift. Uh, so yeah, we thank we you, Chris, had... for blessing me with the hangover. Huh? Huh? huh. Sis, sis, huh. sis. Huh. I woke up the next day and I was like, "Yo, why do I feel like this?" I've never had that stuff before. It's, you know, the I rich didn't. People I wasn't. Pain. It wasn't a bad hangover, but it was just kind of like a. Mm, I don't feel amazing this morning. It was like uh, <laughs> I don't know because you know I have heard because you know I'm humble beginnings. I'd never had that that uh what is it called vove clico yeah i've never had that so uh i understand that that you know champagne is a different experience yeah like there's a different kind of tipsy yeah so Mm -hmm. i i was i definitely had to work through that and it was quite an experience (laughs) having to manage that because i i had to be on i was on the train at 6 a.m so i can be back to work on friday oh the ghetto um it was an interesting day but i made it through nonetheless oh sorry sis um yeah, well, you know, let's just real quick. Champagne takes you there real quick. You know yes. what I'm saying? And it brings you down the next day. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. But yes, let's, let's, let's get into the show. We've got let's lots go ahead and to, get into it. We've got lots to talk about today. So let us push forward. Clean up, woman. A clean up woman. <laughs> Yo, we gotta find a way to like take the cleanup woman with us. We do, when we, we do. We might just—I might have to just play it on my phone because <laughs> I just feel like we need. We her. need her. She's like a little patron saint. Um, so trash this week. We're gonna keep it brief and quick. We have a couple stories. Uh, first and foremost, Maxine Shaw, attorney at law, ride the Maverick. Oh, cousin Pam. Cousin Pam Charmaine, she will be joining the cast of Black Lightning season two. Oh, come on, checks. I'm not mad. Yes, you know, well, you know, our good sis is uh heavily involved in um the comic world. She is, I believe, written some either some books or some comics with her husband. Um, she's very much into that, so she is going to be joining the cast of Black Lightning which seems to be her purpose and I'm very happy for her. Let's do it. Uh you know the season you know that the cast of Living Single said they would reunite but I don't know, you know, I just Yeah, you know, I am uh we've talked about how yeah. I just feel like we need to let the past be just past. leave it alone. Yeah. I feel like we there's just a great propensity. This like the the it seems like it's a lot easier to ruin the memory yeah. if you just keep picking at it. So, yes, absolutely. uh I think we should just let the classics be the classics, man. I agree. Wholeheartedly. I really, I really do. <sighs> Boom. So speaking of reboots, Boomerang is uh, Lena Waithe and Halle Berry are bringing us a Boomerang reboot. Well, hey, Lena. Um, you know, I love me some Lena. You know, Halle is Halle. And uh, <laughs> it is going to be about Jacqueline's son and Marcus and Angela Graham's daughter stepping out of their parents' shadows. 
Hmm. So, yeah. Um, it's going to start. Did you ever watch Everybody Hates Chris? Yes. So, Drew. Mm-hmm. He's going to be, he plays Jacqueline's son, which if you all have not seen Boomerang, or if you remember from Boomerang, uh, Robin Givens was Jacqueline, Mm -hmm. and then Halle Berry was Angela, and Marcus was Eddie Murphy. (sighs) Such a great movie. I really was worried when I first heard this, because I was like, who's going to play Stranger? I just don't. um, You can't redo that. Marcus, darling. I just... (laughs) Earth, who's gonna We're play not, Eartha? Yeah. I don't want a boomerang without that. No, <laughs> I don't want a. I don't need a Marcus. new Grace Jones, and I don't need Marcus. somebody trying to be. I'm not wedding any bunnies. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta have I like need, I don't know. Pussy, pussy. Oh Grace Jones. You're gay. He's gay. He's gay. <laughs> like nobody else is gonna do that. Nobody's gonna be Grace Jones. Nobody's gonna be Eartha Kid. So, but a reboot, you know what? Those can go one way or the other. I have faith in Lena. She also has a pretty good team. She's got Ben Corey Jones, um, who works on Insecure, co-writing the pilot with her. So, you know, and Lena always comes through with this. So I, you know, I'm going to have some faith. And, you know, truth be told, That's So Raven has a reboot called Raven's Home, and it is actually good. <laughs> so, well, I wouldn't know, because who is Raven Simone? I have a, I, well, who is Raven Simone, but... I have a kid, and Raven's Home unfortunately comes on the Disney Channel, and I can't avoid it. Well, and it's okay. it's a cute it. show. It's a cute show. Um, Damon Wayans quit Lethal Weapon. Okay, I know you didn't. Maybe he didn't even know you was in Lethal Weapon. Mm-mm. He quit Lethal Weapon, which I believe that they rebooted as a TV show, and um, he did it to the shock of all of the cast and producers because he did it in an interview. (laughs) He said, I don't know what they're planning, but I'm quitting after the initial 13 episodes. So that's my plan. He's like, I'm 58 years old and a diabetic and I'm too old for this. Come on. (laughs) I was like, yes, cranky old black man. I love it. Keep it going. So Damon Wayans will not be a part of Lethal Weapon and now everybody knows. Uh, we we covered this real quick in um, the New York live show, but I just wanted to pre- bring it to this trash for those who didn't know. Pooch Hall was arrested for a DUI for crashing into a parked car and allowing his two-year-old son to drive in his lap while he was drunk. Why was his son with him? I said this at the show, and I still need yes. answers. I need to know if you are drunk. Why are you? This is why I brought want, it back up. Why are I you so with confused. your two-year-old son? Like, why is your? Where are you? Like, it's is it night? Like, are you coming from the club and your son is with you? I don't. You that drunk <laughs> at home? I don't understand why your son was with you. And I don't either. I don't understand how drunk you would have to be in order to allow a two-year-old mm. to. Not be in his car seat in your lap while you're drunk. Thank God nobody was hurt. And um, the the child's mother came and got him from the scene. But, nigga, why are you drunk? Mm. They said the car seat was in the back seat, not strapped in uh, amongst a whole bunch of other junk. And then the same question that I had the live show is the same question that I have now. Why was he driving a Chrysler 300? Because he's a nigga. <laughs> and that is the nigga mobile. Niggas drive Chryslers. At least and, driving and Dodge. Infinity. And Dodge. The nigga drive a Challenger. 
<laughs> a charger. A charger. Or a 300. That's what they do. Or th- You're right. Or this is top seven nigga cars. Oh Altimus. Types. Oh, a Maxima. Altimus, Maximus. Jesus Christ. All three of the Dodges that were mentioned. Challenges. Challenges. Uh, <laughs> the 300. Challenges, Chargers, and Chargers 300s. and 300. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, then you got, you got to have a Mustang in there for the good of the order. Yeah, that's a certain type of nigga, though. Certain type. Okay, I give you that. That's a certain type That's a military. <laughs> but that's a, <laughs> that's the niggas boys. who gets his beard real nice and lined up. Sweet God. <laughs> they love a Mustang. But niggas love a Altima, they love a Maxima, and they love a Dodge. And that is it for the trash. That's enough because I That's can't enough. take no more. I'm tired. Jesus. I'm tired. Let's shout out some sisses. <laughs> <laughs> my sisters popping right now. Like. All right, it's time to shout out my sister. And I'm really excited because we have an email. Um, and I'm going to read it now. It says, good morning, ladies. <laughs> I wanted to <laughs> shout out my sister. Friend and player partner, Demetria Boyd. Every year, Demetria runs and fundraises for the Marion House 5K run and and walks in honor of her mother, Pam, who passed away. Marion House provides housing and community assistance to women and their children and is located in the Baltimore area. I wanted to shout out my sis for not only completing the race, but for also being the top individual and the team fundraiser with Team Pam Dukes, named after her mom. I'm super proud of the work that she's doing and how she's using her love of running to help others and ensure that the legacy of her mother lives beyond her family. Um, sincerely, Samir. Thank you, Samir, so much for submitting this. Shout out to my sis and shout out to you, Demetria, for, yes. uh, you know, just honoring your mother in this awesome way. And we completely support you. Um, awesome. Uh, and I mean, congratulations on, you know, uh, you know, doing so well in the race and for being the top fundraiser. You're out here and we just completely are proud of you. Absolutely. Shout out to Demetria. And then our second shout out is actually my good, good sis, um, Ange. And she's got a new jewelry company by the name of Ariance Jewelry. You can find her on Instagram at Ariance Jewelry, A-R-I-A-N-C-E Jewelry. Uh, she actually made a really cute getting grown necklace for me, and I have one in production currently for Kia <laughs> as well. You do wear gold, don't you? Yeah. Okay. So um, make sure you guys check her out. She's got custom jewelry and watches, and she's just such a light. Uh, she is Dominican, is one of our Afro-Latino sisters. So shout out to Angie. I love, love, love her. Make sure you guys check out Ariance Jewelry. Um, on Instagram, and we'll be sure to post that in the description box. Sure, you're right. You can send your shout outs to Getting Grown Podcast at gmail.com. Support for today's show comes from Lola. Lola is a female founded company offering a line of organic cotton tampons, pads, and liners. And now they offer sex products too, including ultra thin lubricated condoms that are made of natural rubber latex and in individually tested for contraception and STI protection. Their ultra-thin design and premium medical-grade silicone oil lubricant ensures a safe and without sacrificing sensation. Plus, to make your month a little bit easier, you can add Sex by Lola to your period subscription. Just choose your mix of products, absorbency, number of boxes, and frequency of delivery, and everything is delivered on your ideal schedule. It's super flexible, so you can change, skip, or cancel at any time. 
I told you all that I love Lola because I'm always down to the very last panty liner and then I got to go make a mad dash to the Dwayne Reed. But with Lola, I have my subscription. It comes in every month. I'm never lacking for product. And the fact that the absorbency is at my discretion is wonderful. For 40% off all subscriptions, visit mylola.com and enter GROWN when you subscribe. That's code GROWN at M-Y-L-O-L-A.com for 40% off all subscriptions. All right, y'all. It's time to uh, gather around the kitchen table. We're going to have a conversation today um, that was inspired by... Uh, the message at church yesterday. So um, uh, the message was entitled Adulting. Uh, what did you think? And it, the premise of it was essentially that um, he, okay, so let me just say that it was prefaced by, you know, the uh, generational shade, right? So <laughs> it was prefaced by, you know, let's let's call out all millennials and, and list all the ways that they are raggedy and ipped and you know uh annoying um and you know but he was essentially saying that adulting you know i guess the the role the purpose of adulting is actualizing your purpose Mm -hmm. and um figuring out what that means what it looks like and you know negotiating all of all of those different lessons and life experiences that eventually come to tell eventually show us and show show us what our purpose is whether that be you know in God like what God had in mind when he made us whatever it is that we're supposed to be doing we're literally like bumping around bumping into things along the way that are going to reveal what our purpose is and that really resonated with me because um although it was you know couched in a very shady <laughs> a very shady argument about, uh, you know, how millennials are, you know, quote unquote lazy and mm-hmm. entitled and all that. Um, I actually did connect with the whole actualizing purpose piece because mm-hmm. I feel like that is true. And I wanted to talk about it today because I don't know if we've ever talked about that. Um, on the show, we talk a lot about goals. We talk a lot about, you know, figuring out the different phases of your life. But I don't know if we've ever talked about purpose and and having and living purpose-driven lives. So I wanted to ask you, sis, if you know what your purpose is, are you still figuring it out? Um, Yeah. I think I'm still figuring it out, to be perfectly honest. Um, Because I've been really careful to make sure that I don't... um, I have different pur- I have different purposes if mm-hmm. that makes any sense. So when I say that I have different purposes because I have a purpose for my family and my child. Um but I don't want to I want to make sure that I, that doesn't interfere cuz I want to make sure that I have a purpose for myself as well. I feel like that's important. And I don't want the two to. Uh, I don't want the two to intertwine because um, I. I'm not saying this right. <laughs> like, like I'm not. I'm trying to get my words out. So. I think with motherhood, and being a wife, it's important that you maintain um, an identity of self. 
um, including what your purpose is for yourself. But then it is also okay to have a purpose with with your family uh, and for your family. So, of course, obviously, my purpose for my family is to have a healthy family, um, a well-rounded child. You know, I'm trying to do everything that I can to make sure that she is that, but she is also her own purpose, her own purpose, her own person. But when it comes to my personal purpose, I think I'm still trying to figure that out. I think you raise a good point in that, you know, there's complexity in purpose, right? So it's not just about, oh, this is it. This is what I'm here to do. But it's about um, realizing um, how you occupy the different compartments, the spaces, the dimensions of your life um, mm-hmm. in useful and productive ways. And I, what, I, what I feel like, I think the difference is, one of the differences that I can see about myself now versus, you know, Kia of 10 years ago is mm-hmm. I feel like I'm more proactive in pursuing and understanding what those things are. Um, so I think on, on Instagram this week, somebody asked me, like, how did I find my niche? Or like, mm-hmm. how is it, you know, that you're managing or doing all the things that you do? And um, I thought about that for a long time before I responded and in my response I I said I really realized who I am and what I'm supposed to be doing when I first accepted the fact that I don't have to be anybody else Mm -hmm. um and I think one of the things that I struggle with and I don't know if anyone else uh struggles with is like you know we live in in a in a like, okay, is the timing of it, right? The process of it. I think we want to know what it is that we're supposed to be doing right now. And we might have an idea or inclination and we pursue that and it might go well for a little while, but then it won't, then, or then it stops. And then, you know, we feel like we have to go in these different directions. Um, we're still constantly trying to figure out, figure out, figure out. We don't really realize uh, the time and the work that is necessary in um, actualizing that. And Mm -hmm. it's easy for, you know, to just, for you to just kind of like quit and say, oh, well, maybe that's not it. And I'll just wait and see what happens next. But I think we have got to remember to be proactive in, in this and not just, it's not just about, you know, allowing things to happen as they happen, but like being conscientious about what we pursue um, in life, whether it be right, wrong or indifferent. Right. I agree. I absolutely agree. And I, you also brought up a good point, which I, I don't think, um, like, I, I, I want to make sure that I don't beat myself up because I don't know my purpose yet. Yeah, um, totally. Because, I mean, I don't think I know it either. <laughs> right. And, like, you know, I thought it was one thing years ago, and then, you know, different things happen, and the trajectory of my life has completely changed as different circumstances have happened to me. And one thing that I've really come to be comfortable with, because, you know, it used to be like, well, I don't like this job, but I don't know what I want to do next, and I'm working on this, but I don't know if I want to do that, and blah, 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 blah. And now, as different things come to me, I've learned to appreciate the things that come to me and be comfortable with knowing that my life is going as it's supposed to go. Absolutely. And, and I work hard in those things that mm-hmm. I ha- that I invest in, but the results that come from that hard work are the things that are supposed to happen to me. 
Yes, and it's supposed to suck and feel like crap at least 80% of the time, right? So yeah. I think <laughs> I think that that is another thing that we have to sit with, right? Because, I mean, I'm thinking about close friends of mine who are in periods of transition, mm-hmm. whether it be, you know, losing a job or dealing with some sort of health concern or changing dynamics in your family, and it sucks, right? Because it's just like, dang. And I can even think in, in, for myself, losing Brian, the time that we lost him, um in addition to grieving the loss of his life, I had to contend with grieving the loss of the life that I envisioned for the both of us. You know what I'm saying? Like, I am grieving being here without him, you know, because I never thought that I would be the age that I am and him not be here. So mm-hmm. all the things that I had in my mind, the plans that I had in my mind for us as adults in terms of what we were going to do to help our families, you know, future trips and you know, having kids and nieces and nephews, all that stuff is out the door. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm grieving that as well. And I can say that to say, like, uh, it's all about, like, all, like it's, it's, it's going to suck. Some, some, mm-hmm. some things are just going, going to suck and we have to, you know, be conscious about not being defeated in those yucky times where things just seem to be like, okay, what the heck just happened? And life as we know it is 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 now is now different, um, but we, but still we have to find the ways, the means, the supports, whatever that we need, whatever it is that we need in order to kind of push through and continue to pursue mm-hmm. purpose even through those uh, super challenging challenging times. So what what um. If I can ask you, mm-hmm. what uh, are some of the things that have helped you to keep going and persist through, you know, all of the crazy challenges and hard things that come around figuring out life? A lot of my challenges, um, I think... I think a big challenge for me right now is that I'm in a transition period and uh, my corporate job is not what I want to be doing. Um, And I feel like it takes away time from what I actually do want to be doing, you know, with, with pursuing, you know, more with my catering and wanting to pursue more um, culinary educational classes and things like that. And there are ways in which I could probably stop working in a corporate job, like if I really, you know, move some things around, but I have to be responsible. And that's one of the challenges. Being responsible is actually a challenge for me. And when I say being responsible, that's with having a kid and having a family. Because had this been seven years ago, eight years ago, 10 years ago, I could easily say, you know what? I just have myself to look after. So I, I'm going to delve into this and, you know, things will work out as they will. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And now I can't do that. Right. Sometimes I have to take the route that I don't want to take be, in order to look out for my, for my family and having a kid. Right. And I think that that's a huge piece of adulting, right, is negotiating the different demands and responsibilities on your life while remaining true to what you feel like 
has been put inside of you to do, you know, mm-hmm. on. And I think that um, I think what frustrates me about other generations is that I don't know that I have felt like they have been transparent about how they have navigated um, some of these things in their lives. Like, I feel like Mm -hmm. it would be really useful and helpful if, you know, people who have been where where, where we currently are would be a bit more forthright Mm-hmm. And uh, forthcoming with, you know, some of their stories of their own struggles. And that's one of the things that I've tried to do with the events for Team Typing Fast is that um, we're all really super good at having our bios read that lists our accolades and the things that we've been able to accomplish. And, um, you know, all the publications and all of the fancy, shiny, pretty stuff. But I want to get... A, a black, a seasoned black woman in a room um, and talk about, you know, what did you do when those white people said those crazy things to you? Like, what did mm-hmm. you do when, you know, you know, you were, like, how did you handle these kinds of things? Like, when you and your mother was arguing about X, Y, and Z, or when you and your mother first butted heads about, you know, how you parent, or when, mm-hmm. like, you know, say, how do you not negotiate those things um, and still produce because I feel like when you only tell and shine the light on your wins, it makes it almost makes it seem like you don't have any, any, any losses and you didn't have to struggle. But I I don't, I know that's not the case, but I really wish that other generations would be more open instead of being so judgmental about the ways that we are kind of bumping around into things and feeling our way through these, these difficult times. I feel like I don't have, I really wish I would have more models or a better model. Um, Cause I feel like I am, I hold myself to these unreasonable standards of perfection because I feel like the, that's what the older women in my life showed me. Like my mom, you know, the house was always clean and things were always done and taken care and taken care of. And every, everything was great. And I, I wonder if, you know, sometimes at two o'clock in the morning, she was in, the, in her room crying because she was exhausted like I am because because I feel like maybe that would make it easier for me um, to kind of figure this time in my life out. Um, if I and, and maybe it would help me to feel more comfortable enough to say some things to her. Um, but because I don't feel like I know that side of her. Right. It's tough. Right. And that's the thing about, and we speak about it all the time, and we're going to keep speaking about it because it comes up in conversations like this where it's so important that um, our generation continues to focus on uh, mental health issues um, and how that has affected us generationally because that's, that's something important for us to look into so that we're not passing that down. And I, it can't be stressed enough. We could say it on 200 episodes and it still can't be stressed enough right right so um it's really really important that and 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 let's be very clear here our generation also has a lot of problems well yeah i'm not caping for us because there are things that we need to do but i also feel and this is probably gonna be my petty peeve so i'm dipping a little bit but i also feel like the responsibility must be shared right Mm -hmm. so one, I will ne- I'm, I'm very irritated by older generations 
who ride millennials so hard as if we are the way that we are on our own volition. It's like, y'all raised us. If we're raggedy, y'all raised us to be raggedy. So own it. You know what I'm saying? Like, stand up in that. Stand up in that, mom, dad, grandpa. Stand up in that. Whatever my issues are, like, you know. They're your issues, too. They're your issues as well. So own it. And, I mean, instead of instead of just, like, beating us up all the time, why don't y'all get in here with us and figure it out? Why don't you say, yeah, you know, there were some times where I, sh- I probably should have been doing my work, but I was on the phone or I was out you know, doing hood red things with my friends and then I had to come home and figure that out. Instead of just, you know, constantly berating us all the time and and really just focusing only on the things that we're struggling with instead of the things that we do well, I feel like our production, our conversations will be much more, much, much more productive. So like Mm -hmm. even yesterday, um, during the sermon, he kept saying things like, you know, what did y'all expect? Y'all say paying, like, you see things on social media, like paying my rent, adulting, or like going to work, adulting. And he's like, what did y'all think that you was going to just stay in your mama's house for the rest of your life? It's like, no, sir, that's not what I thought. But I'm just saying that, can I be stressed? Like, can I, like, right. can I be stressed? Like, is it okay for me? I'm not saying that I'm not going to pay my rent. I'm not saying that I'm not going to do uh, the things that I am obligated and responsible to do. But can I can I vent? Can I just say, hey, right. man, it's hard for me to, to, you know, pay my bills on time, you know, go to the gym, go to work, answer these text messages, be involved and serve at church in the community it's in, and, you know, keep my house clean. It's hard for right. me to manage all of that at one time. I'm not saying that I'm not going to do any of that. But if I want to get on social media and say, oh, man, I'm stressed out. Isn't that my right? It is. You know what I'm saying? If I'm tired and I have been cooking for clients for however long and I'm too exhausted to cook at home, I feel guilty as hell. But at the same time, like, don't shave me because I need to get on seamless. I got to do what I got to do. Listen, and I mean, it's hard. Like, it's so hard. And I mean, the more I work with my therapist, I'm really, really learning and becoming, I mean, really becoming clear about all the ways that I feel like a lot of my issues are the result of how I was trained or raised. And this is not me blaming my parents or my grandparents. I know that everyone did the best that they could. So this is not me shaming them or pointing the finger at them. But I just feel like culturally, um, we raise we raise black women, I mean, black girls and black boys in different ways. And... We talked about this at, at the at the hairdresser one time. Shout out to the green room. But we talked. Tania said something very poignant to me that, and I can't get it out of my head. She was like, "Black girls are not raised to relax and have fun, and be no. care and be carefree." And she used like think about it. Like think about every black girl got a story of when they were invited to a birthday party in the summertime, and it was a pool party, and you couldn't get in the water because you couldn't get your hair wet. Every black girl has a story like that. All your friends are in the pool and living their best lives and you sitting on the side. You might have your feet in the water or you might not. You might just be... Because my mother mother wouldn't even put me in a swimsuit. Like, she would send me to a pool party in regular clothes. (laughs) Like, you better not get in that pool. I wish you would get in that pool. And, (laughs) and And, you know, even those kinds of things. We always had to sit up straight. We had to look a certain kind of way. We had to sit still. We had to do this. All of these demands, if you think about 
when I think about, I don't want to, I don't want to project, but when I think about my childhood and my upbringing, it was all, all the things that I was required to do lead. So even now as a grown adult, when, when people ask me like, what do you do for yourself? How do you have fun? I really have to think <laughs> about, mm -hmm. because I feel like I am, you know, I have all these demands on me and even now demands that I'm putting on myself. I feel bad that I have a bag of laundry in my closet that I haven't touched all week. And it's like, girl, you also have four jobs, but, but I'm, I'm beating myself up about this bag of laundry in my closet. So right. I, I think maybe that's a whole nother kitchen table talk we could have one time, but I do feel like I am the product of how I was, how I was raised and brought up and socialized. And now that I'm a grown, I'm trying to undo some of these problematic mindsets so that I could, you know, enjoy my life because I don't feel like I've had the opportunity and the space to do that. Um, and, and now that I'm trying to figure out who Takia is and how she is, it's really like this, this it's, part of it is really cool. Like I'm in this place of like self-discovery and figuring out, you know, who I am and what I want and, mm -hmm. you know, what God wants for me, not what people tell me that God wants for me, but what, what God wants for me and cultivating that personal space and relationship, you know, in order to do that work. But, you know, the bottom line is that it's hard and it's stressful. And I feel like I would feel a lot better if other generations would own that, you know, it was hard and stressful for them too. Mm -hmm. Instead of just being like, y'all ain't doing it right all the time. Tell us how we're not doing exactly. it Exactly. Right. Like just, it would be, it would just be more helpful. And, and again, logical things too. Like, right. Don't just tell me stuff that's going to, oh my God. So, if my mother hears this, she's going to be so mad, but it is what it is. Oh, <laughs> I'm going to be very transparent right here. Another, like, we're telling you to, yes, stop generationally shaming, right? Yes, that is the conversation. But also, I don't know if I also am projecting right now, <laughs> but don't lie to me like a child and think that I'm just going to accept what you're saying in order to get me to stop doing something that you don't like. So everybody knows that I'm, you know, a cannabis advocate and uh, very 420 friendly, right? <laughs> it is what it is. You know, I, I have, I just, I don't feel bad about it anymore. It is what it is. It's, there could be a whole lot worse things going on. And it doesn't impact my life to the point where I'm not able to function or take care of the numerous responsibilities that I have. So people come, some people come home and drink wine. I do other things. <laughs> my mother's on FaceTime with me the other day. Oh, my word. We're just talking, chatting, whatever, Kiki. And then she looks and she's like, Jade, you're getting blunt lips. Yeah. <laughs> I, said, How did she, I don't even feel like my mother knows what a blunt lip is. My mom is. She's progressive. So, <laughs> she's like, you're getting blunt lips. I'm like, what? She's like, you're getting blunt lips, Jade. Jade, I just really, like, I just, I don't like it. And I was like, let me just stop you right there. <laughs> we don't have to have this conversation. Like, we don't have to talk about this. I told you if you want to be productive about it and have a conversation, we can have a conversation. But we really just don't have to do this right now, Ma. Like, I can look in the mirror and see that my lips are very pink, very peach. They match my <laughs> complexion. 
You know what I'm saying? They're not a hue of purple, eggplant, like none of that. So don't tell me something that's not true because you're trying to get me to stop doing something that you don't like. I don't remember what you said that sparked me to say that, but no, I'm there just, it is. <laughs> I just I feel like we can have more productive conversations between generations. Uh, but I mean, yes, still, yes. you know, I feel like this episode is all over the place. But we started off talking about adulting and finding purpose. And um, yeah, we did. And, you know. <laughs> That being the purpose of adulting, actualizing purpose, being comfortable in who you are. And I guess the bottom line is that it's going to be hard. It's going to be challenging. And we mm. may or may not be supported by the people who are closest to us and, and love us dearly. That's not to say that they are terrible people, but maybe it's a generational thing for them. They may not have the tools. And again, I do feel like we learn even through like some of the challenges that I'm having with my family right now as it relates to who I am. Um you know, are a part of this growing and stretching season that I feel like I'm in, right? Mm. So it's the difference between the Kia that used to just do what they say in order to keep peace and the and the Kia who is standing up on her own two feet, using her own mind, her own ideas, and doing what works best for her. Mm. Um, so, and that's tough, right? So reconciling that is tough for me because I'm getting, as I'm getting to know grown adult Kia, so is my mama, and so is so are all the, all the other members of my family. And that's going to be, that's not going to be easy, right? Um, a good chunk of the time. No. no. So what are the ways that we can support each other? Um, since we might not get this support from other people, how can we as friends and sisters and, you know, comrades in this, <laughs> in this, in this fight or for figuring out adulting and getting grown, how can we as a community support one another? How, what do you think, sis? I, I think we, we, we should do what we've been doing. You know what I'm saying? Like, Kia's my sister, and that's in every sense of the word. That's not for this show. That's not for Instagram. Like, Kia's my sister. So when Kia's celebrating a milestone in her life, we're celebrating a milestone in our life. You know what I'm saying? Kia has heard numerous times that her degrees are our degrees. Yes, they're communal. They they are, I'm sharing them with Jade degrees. and Asante <laughs> and Crystal <laughs> and Furinasia. Everyone got a piece. We all got a piece of the pie. That's it. Like, I got mad degrees because Kia does. <laughs> but <laughs> I say all that to say when Kia went when Kia went to go defend her dissertation, I didn't know what the hell she was talking about, but I was there. And when Kia went to go get uh what's it called dethroned robed what, <laughs> what's it called hooded, hooded. <laughs> yeah there you go <laughs> holy god when kia went to go get hooded i i came and i got hood in the did, audience did, you know what i'm saying did, did, we did, did. did we did as friends and not saying that you have to necessarily be there physically for every occasion if you can't do something you just can't do something but it's all about support right when kia posted her article for Essence, I made sure that I wanted that shown to everybody that I knew as well. So I posted her article for Essence. It's, and I think it's about just continuing to support each other, whether it be through business, whether it be through communication, whether it just be a phone call saying, hey girl, how you doing? Do you need anything? You know, I see you out here. I'm proud of you. Right. And same, like when, uh, when I'm when I've gotten into it with, you know, somebody in my family, when I'm frustrated, 
and I feel like conversations with other people are not productive, I can call I call Jade and talk things through, um, and vice versa, right? So if we arguing with with you know these niggas, like what if we <laughs> if we out here, you know, uh, you know, dealing with financial issues, paying bills, business stuff. We talked about this at the Philly show, like uh, Nakia. You know, when things getting, you know, when things started moving and progressing with the show and with Teen Typing Fast and my consulting and all that stuff, you know, call Kia called me right out. Like, okay, so Keisha too. Keisha, you know, we're going to get you an LLC. We're going to get you set up. We got to get you yep. legit. We're not going to have you out here looking any old kind of way. Um, and, and vice versa. Like, it's all mm-hmm. about, it's it's about building these networks of, of supportive, you know, community um, where we can lean on each other and support each other in figuring all of this crazy out. Uh, because without that, I mean, you know, and that's without that, I don't know where we would be. And that's why it's so important to be intentional about who your squad is, who your circle is, and, and really taking, letting time take its course and letting these relationships develop. So you don't, it's not necessarily you go out and you saying like, I'm looking for me an A-team. Do you want to be on my A-team? But it's more about kind of cultivating the relationships that you currently have and mm-hmm. being open to developing new ones that are mutually beneficial and organic in nature, right? It's not something you can just, I'm going to, I'm going to go out and curate this A-team. I think people always talk about the super friends, but I think one of the things that makes us the super friends um, is that we just were friends first. Yeah. Before anybody exactly. had a podcast. Yeah. Before anyone was doing live shows, before niggas had blogs, before, you know, things started to pop in our respective lives. We were just a bunch of niggas who would get together and have Popeyes and watch Hood Rat TV. And yeah. that was who, you know, what, what connects us and brings us together is who we are as people versus what we're doing and what we're working on. Yeah, me and Kia connected over um, Popeyes at Bobby's house. Popeyes and uh, whose butt whose butt was bigger? Was That's bigger. right. That's right. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. I said she had me beat. I lied. You um, did, honey, and did not just. Li- I stood up and lifted my dress. Did I said? Oh no! Did. Oh no! 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 Let me learn you today, beloved. And Kia had a perm and a flat iron and a honey, ponytail. Honey, you know what I'm saying? My, like, my bundles, my natural bundles, were in full flourish. Okay. And now she's a golden lord. But like <laughs> I see Kia through. I'm the I'm now I'm, I'm the lead. I'm on the Dora Milaje. You know Dora what I'm saying? Dora Milaje. But this so, was when I had hair down my back or whatever. But yeah, I mean, we saw each other through those times. This was before Jay, you know, had Noah. This was before Jay yeah. and was with Tristan. We was yeah. just, you know, we was just out here at Bobby's house eating Popeyes and just having an uh, awesome time. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I feel like we're all over the place with this episode, but sometimes that just happens. It the, happens. The point is, as we think about purpose and we're all out here on this chase to trying to figure out what the crap we're supposed to be doing, I think... We have to be mindful about being proactive in the space and we have to be committed to being ourselves. Um, and if you don't know who that is, then you have to commit yourself to figuring that out. Who are you? Absolutely. Who are you? What makes you happy? What brings you joy? What do you feel like you've been given to do? How can you serve? That was some great advice that I got from the Budget Nisa. When I met Tiffany at the Woman Evolve Conference in Denver, that was one of the 
one of the things that we she said to me, and I'll never ever forget it. When you know, just these people think that she set out to do all this stuff. It just fell in her lap, and it was opportunities that were just presented to her, and she, um, you know, maximized on them. And I asked her like, "How do you keep going? How do you keep growing?" What and, and one of the things she said to me was, "It's like I'm always conscious of how I might be of service, and I'm asking mm-hmm. God, how can I serve? How can I continue to serve? How can I continue to serve Him and serve the people around me?" Because she realized that's what it's all about. So that's something that I've taken away when I'm thinking about what we're doing with getting grown, when I'm thinking about, uh, you know, what we're doing, trying to do with Team Cyber Fast, all these kinds of things. I'm thinking about how might I use what I've been given in service, you know, so that, and, and that's how these doors keep opening. Because mm-hmm. that's what I believe. You know what I'm saying? I believe that's how these doors keep opening. It's not about, I'm not out here, I've never asked You've never seen me post anything about like me, follow me. You've never seen any of that because it's not about that. It's not about it. I appreciate and love everybody that's following me and interested in what I'm doing. And I think that that's amazing. But I'm not out here for y'all. I'm out here trying to figure out what it is that God had in mind when he said, I'm going to make me a Kia. And I don't know what I don't know what that is. I'm being legit, but I'm trying my hand. So Kia, maybe Kia's going to be a podcaster. Okay, bet. Maybe Kia's going to be a writer. Okay, bet. Every time the opportunity presents itself, I show up and I try. Um, Listen. Listen. (laughs) I show up and I try. And as the doors keep opening, then I think my purpose is being revealed. And I know I don't know what it's going to be or where it's going to take me, but I know that I'm working my butt off. Um, Because it's important to me. Because I, I, I... it just is. I just feel like that's the only way I'm going to make it through. That's the only way I'm going to be happy. I spent so much time trying to be who everybody said I had to be. I spent mm-hmm. so much time trying to be who I thought I needed to be. Well, even to your point, long hair. Because niggas like long hair. I thought I had to keep long hair. But when I shaved my joint, you know, it was like, oh, my God, I can pull this off. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, I might, I done might mess around and bumped into a look. Okay, so... So and did. and did, but you know, I think you know all the questions that we get all the time, the live shows, whatever, how you find your purpose, how you know what you're supposed to be doing. You may never know right now the full extent of what you're supposed to be doing. Your job is to get to know who you are, um, and be that person every day in every space, and then your purpose will find you. That's it. Because the only way you're not going to find your purpose is if you're sitting in something that you know you're unhappy with and unsettled with. Right. And that's when you need to try to figure out what it is that's going to get you happy. But if you feel like things are moving for you, not that things are challenging because challenge never stops. Right. But if you feel like things are moving for you, but you still don't know exactly what's getting ready to happen, that's because what's, what's supposed to happen is happening. It's in motion. It's going on right then and there. You know what I'm saying? I I um I know that I don't want to be in this corporate space. I know I don't want that. I know what I do want to be doing, and I'm actively working on those things. Mm-hmm. I also never intended to ever join join a podcast. I didn't even know what a podcast was. I'm like perfectly candid. When Fury and Crystal came out with the read, those were my friends. Mm-hmm. I did not know what a podcast was. I said, "What are y'all doing? An internet show? Okay, cool." <laughs> where can I? I where do I know find what it? it was. All right, that sounds awesome. Well, what do I do? How do I get it on my phone? I, like, like, how do I get it on my phone? I didn't even <laughs> how know do I how get it on to my listen. Phone? I don't know. 
And now I got two of these motherfuckers. It's crazy, yo. There's it's two crazy. of them now. It's crazy. Fury you said when he was like, y'all should do a podcast. Absolutely. I remember Fury was like, y'all should do a podcast. I was like, I'm not one of the cool kids. Don't nobody want to hear about me going to work every day and staying all night? He was like, yes. Yes, they do. I was like, no, I don't believe that. I don't live a fascinating life. I, I literally go to work and then I come home and I try to be, you know, uh, uh, you know, not trifling. I try to I vacuum and I, <laughs> I vacuum my I vacuum and I, you know, sometimes I talk to my mom on the phone. And he was like, yeah. She was like, there are thousands of women who do just that. And I was like, really? Yes. That is amazing. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I did a 12 hour day for a web series yesterday I acted in a pilot um, episode for a web series Do you, I have never done that in my life never thought I would and somehow it just happened and you know what I did a good job you did sis I'm sure I did a good job so you know, whatever is whatever is supposed to happen for you is going to happen. As long as you're moving and you're taking the steps that you feel are necessary to kind of put your, your life in order, then everything else will, will, will bring it together. It's like a mac and cheese. <laughs> All you got you to buy the proper ingredients. Don't buy the cheap cheese. If you buy the cheap cheese, you're not going to get good results. Come on for this mac and cheese analogy. I'm here for it. You know what it. I'm saying? And you got to let it settle. <laughs> you got to let it settle. Don't overcook your noodles That's either. It. That's it. Because if it. you overcook your noodles, you know it's going to be mushy. But if you take all the necessary steps and buy all the necessary ingredients, then you're going to have a beautiful creamy mac and cheese. But if you try to cheat or you run out doing things that you know are not going to make the mac and cheese good, it's not going to come out good. Mm. What a word. And on that note, <laughs> we will uh, we will uh, move on from the kitchen table. But I, listen, I want to hear from y'all. Yes. Uh, please chime in. Let us know. Jade and I are the only ones out here uh, struggling through <laughs> trying to figure out what the crap we're supposed to be doing with ourselves. Um, but if not, you know, let us know. Chime in. Y'all know how to reach us on Twitter um, and Instagram and in the comments, the SoundCloud comments be popping too. So Y'all let us know how you feel, what you're thinking. Did this resonate with you? Let's continue to support each other uh, because, you know, adulting is hard no matter what these older people are saying. We are allowed to talk about how difficult and challenging adulting is um, as we try, you know, we're trying to figure out our purpose and what we should be doing. Why can't we have and build community around that? That's all right. I'm saying. Agree. Show your right. Okay. <laughs> This week's episode of Getting Grown is also brought to you by Evelyn and Bobby. Frustrated by decades of discomfort and puzzled by the lack of innovation in intimate apparel, Brie McKean founded Evelyn and Bobby to make smart, functional products that do the job. Evelyn and Bobby rejects outdated assumptions in order to create beautiful, purposeful products to make women's lives better. Evelyn and Bobby's women-led intimates company is rooted in technology and the celebration of the natural form and exists to deliver solutions for real life. It's the best underwear ever, guaranteed. Evelyn, yes. and, <laughs> Evelyn and Bobby is made just for you. Their unique softness combined with smooth, flat seams offers a fit so comfortable you'll forget you're wearing them. And because nude is not one color, say it again! And Evelyn and Bobby's <laughs> complexion palette was scientifically developed to match a full range of skin tones to seamlessly blend under a light-colored clothing. Evelyn and Bobby comes in three silhouettes, thong, bikini, and girl short, 
with four-way stretch that moves with you, let me tell you ladies something. As a woman with a tail of a particular size, I take underwear very seriously. Evelyn and Bobby is out here giving us what we need in these streets. Um, not only um, are the nudes actually nude for me, we thank God, but they feel amazing. And just like the ad said, man, it feels like you forget that you're actually wearing them. Um, I mean, and, you know, that's what we would all prefer anyway. So, I mean, just get your life, sis. You need to visit EvelynNBobby.com and use the code GROWN to get a free pair of knickers with any purchase. That's a $28 value only when you use the code GROWN at EvelynNBobby.com. That's E-V-E-L-Y-N-B-O-B-B-I-E.com. I can spell. Visit uh, to get your knickers today, sis. Today's episode of Getting Grown is also brought to you by Daily Harvest. When we need healthy fuel fast, one of the best choices to make is Daily Harvest. Daily Harvest delivers perfectly portioned cups of frozen organic fruits and vegetables directly to your door. All you have to do is add water or your favorite milk to your cup, then just blend or heat and enjoy. Daily Harvest's new savory harvest bowls are an amazing healthy dinner that's faster than takeout. And their new plant-based ready-to-blend protein smoothies actually have me excited about gym days. Ha <laughs> ha, your girl. Each of their dessert-inspired flavors pack in at least 10 grams of protein with no chalky powders. I cannot stand protein powder. I hate it with every passion in my soul. Mm. I love Daily Harvest. I am able to just put the little cups in the freezer. I can add a little almond milk, a little oat milk. I add a little water and a little pepper and basil to the um, to the savory bowls. And I have breakfast. I have lunch. I have dinner. It is super, super convenient. Um, so you can go to daily-harvest.com and enter promo code GROWN to get three cups free in your first box. That's promo code GROWN for three free Daily Harvest cups at daily-harvest.com. That's daily-harvest.com. Honestly? Truly. Honestly, truly. All right, let's get into it. Hello, Jade and Kia. You guys are so inspiring, and I want to take a moment before my question to thank you for all that you do. Keeping it real and blessing my life with your work every week. Thank you so much. Oh, let's give her a pseudonym, sis. What shall we call her this week? Um, Let's call her... Um, let's call her, uh, Gladys. 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 Gladys, you know you work too hard. (laughs) Okay. I am a black woman and practicing family physician in Georgia. Come on here, Dr. Gladys. Right? You picked the right name. Mm Mm-hmm. In studying medicine and in practice, I am often faced with the sad fate of black women in healthcare. We have higher morbidity and mortality for many diseases, and I'm interested in doing research and hopefully publishing to help shine light on these two often tragic circumstances. I've published clinical research as part of a medical team previously, but I had great institutional support and advisors. I'm now newly a part of a private practice, and unfortunately, no one seems interested in this topic. I've even been discouraged from this pursuing, I've even been discouraged Uh, from pursuing this by some white males above me. Surprise, surprise. Mm -hmm. On my own, I'm not sure how or where to start. I feel like God has called me into this space and isn't going to leave me alone until I answer. 
Any advice would be much appreciated. I'd also like to quickly say, because it can't be said enough, it is imperative to be your own advocate in healthcare spaces. Mm. It's known that white doctors don't listen to black women and it's killing us. Mm. As the vast majority of physicians are white men, we must fight to be heard. And I want to encourage black women to keep up the fight. Lots of love. Dr. Gladys trying to do her part. Yes, Dr. Gladys. Yo. Yes. This whole honesty box is a word. Whoa. Like, I wasn't even word. ready. And I it's don't feel word. like, I mean, what advice she want from, girl, keep doing the work. Keep doing the work. Sis. I know, like, I think, I don't know if it, maybe this is the encouragement that we spoke about a little bit in yeah. the kitchen table talk. But, you know, you not knowing exactly where to go right now in this field, you... I feel like you're going to figure that out, but just keep doing whatever you're doing because everybody wants to hear about this. No white males don't want to hear about this, but as black women, as a woman, I watched my mother in her thirties get nine fibroid tumors removed. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And my grandmother had them and my aunt has had them and they just, not only do they run in my family, but they are just prevalent amongst black women. And I think, that you are definitely onto something. And I don't even know where to tell you where to go with this, but I want you to go somewhere because this is so important. Absolutely. I think that... Um, Speak to your colleague. <sighs> well, she's, she's a real doctor. I'll just be, you know, typing fast. She's out here actually saving the lives. Um, You're both doctors. So Gladys says, um, you are doing your part. In terms of where to start, I, I get, uh, I think a lot of times we get uh, caught up and feel like we have to have this grand production of a start. Um, but, you know, my bishop, my favorite bishop, T.D. Jake says something that I always try to keep in mind. It's like you start from where you are. Uh, and I mean, wherever you're headed or wherever you're meant to be, you'll eventually get there, but you start from where you are. So I think you sending us this email, um, is a great start because I think what we can do is, you know, however we can be supportive going forward, whether yeah. that be, you know what I'm saying? Whether that be, I don't know how you intend to spread the word. If you want to do like a, a PDF one sheet that you can, we can email out to people. If you mm -hmm. want to just do a Instagram post, if there is some sort of class or seminar or something that you want to do in your area and you want us, uh, you know, you know, you have to open your mouth and tell people what you want and then see what's out there to see how people can be supportive of you. So That's I would it. say from this point, you know, you you started. You started, the ball is rolling. Mm. It's now rolling back in your direction. So now from this point, what do we do to get your message out into the ether? Because this is where it's needed. Um, I think you, this story is, well, has a lot of traction. Um mm -hmm. Right now, I was actually just, I reposted something, I think it was yesterday or the day before, uh, it was a doctor who was on some television program saying uh, exactly what you were saying um, about how black women are not, you know, why doctors don't believe black women as it relates to their pain and, and what they're dealing with. Um, and as, as a result, people are dying. Uh, he cited Serena Williams, um, who had a pulmonary embolism as a result of her, her pregnancy and she demanded a CAT scan because, mm -hmm. you know, they were going to just send her home. And she said, I actually will not leave until you guys. So it's all about, you know, I guess I'm saying all that to say 
people are out here. The story is out here. It's got some. It's got some wings at this point, and you can really take this and run with it if you, mm-hmm. if you choose to. It's just a matter of how you want to do it. So think. I would say think intentionally about how you want to get this message out, and then just start talking about it. And eventually, Absolutely. the people who have access to what you need will present themselves. Absolutely. But you Absolutely. out here, Doctor Gladys. I'm proud of you. You are. Please send us um, some kind of way to to get you out there. And then hopefully the network will pick up on it. And because I really feel like this is something that's important. I think it's important to talk about and I think it's important to address. Um, And I fully stand behind you 100%. So please let us know how we can get your name out there first and foremost. Most and certainly. that will wrap up our honesty box. You can send your honesty box questions to getting grown podcast at gmail.com. And we can move along to our petty peeves. Oh, yes. Oh, yes, we can. And I want to be very responsible of the things I say to my sister because everybody know I can be real petty. P E to the T T Y, honey. All right, it's time to put my petty on parade. And I'm putting it on parade all over the place because I was on Twitter the other day. Um, I went out on a date with Tristan and we went to the movies. He slept the entire time. Come on, and, get your um, nap. Right? I was like, you better get this. We went and saw Monsters and Men. Um, he literally ate because you could order the food at the season and this nigga went to sleep for the rest of the movie. Anyway, that's not my petty peeve. <laughs> my petty peeve is when we left the movie theater it was high. Um, it was high time for all of the gentrifiers to come out and bar hop, okay? Because obviously, I we were in Williamsburg, so we go get in the car, and we're sitting in the car for a second, and a cab pulls up on the side of us, and a white girl comes and opens the door and bongs the shit out of my door. Oh. So I look over. She didn't realize anybody was in the car. And when she realized somebody was in the car, she gave me like a, oops, well, well, I lost my shit at that point. I rolled my window down. And I was like, bitch, get out the cab. I was like, "You did you whelp me? Get out the motherfucking cab. So then five white girls across the street. Is she okay? (laughs) I was like, you bitches can get it too. Well, they scurried away like rats. (laughs) Now the girl in the cab decides she wants to hands up, don't shoot me. Oh God. When I decided, when, when I looked at her after she whelped me and I was like, I'm so fucking sick of you all playing the victim. I'm tired of you all playing the victim when you provoke shit. All you had to do was apologize and say you didn't realize how hard you swung the door open or whatever. And I would have been a reasonable human being could have gone on about my business. But you going to welt me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's my petty peeve this week. I'm Stop acting like the victim. I'm tired of you playing the victim. Shit is getting old. It's not cute. And I'm not falling for it. Well, well, Pisha Jenkins. Okay. I don't, I, yes, I see no lies. I see no lies. All right. Um, my petty peeve, I kind of touched on it in the kitchen table talk. Um, where I was talking about how I am, I have grown extremely tired. I am just tired of all of this. You millennials 
are just useless <laughs> kind of conversation <laughs> amongst, you know, older generations when I feel like, like I said, if we are raggedy, y'all raised us to be raggedy. If if we are if we are inept, if we are entitled, we didn't get that way by ourselves. You as our parents and the generation before us were our models. So what what you know you know I mean if if it's if it's our, it's just as much as your bad as ours. So I've just and I'm not saying that we do everything right. I'm not saying that we should be raggedy. I'm just saying that I'm tired of shouldering the 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 full brunt of the of the blame. <laughs> for it you know what i'm saying if we are monsters y'all created us so mm. instead of riding us as hard as you do mm. why don't y'all get in here and help us figure some of this stuff out why don't we it, why mm. can't we get to a place where our conversations are productive because if you even when you have advice if you couch it and and frame it in a way that's like let me you know that is you know so pretentious and patronizing mm. and closed-minded and, you know, just assumes that we don't know anything, we don't have any value, we don't bring any anything of use or substance to the table, then you're not going to be able to reach us. I'm just tired of people coming like, well, what do you think we need to do to fix this millennial problem? I was like, I don't know. It's not my problem. It's yours. Because you, <laughs> you raised us. You, the, as, you know what I'm saying? Like, stop. And baby boomers, you know, all the, I mean, all y'all. And y'all just going to like, sit up in here like y'all ain't got no faults. The, the, the problem, the, I mean, the bottom line is we all are out here with our own bag of issues to carry. And I just feel like, aren't we tired of pointing the blame at one another? When are we going to get to the point where we can have a conversation about what we can do to fix the mess that we've all had a hand in making is what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. If your son is a lazy, shiftless, ain't shit nigga, you need to realize it's probably because you breastfed him for the first 32 years of his life. <laughs> And you're still doing it now. I mean, like, just own just it. Own we it. Didn't, we didn't, the stork <laughs> didn't drop us off here, man. Y'all did this. Y'all did this. Latchkey kids, whatever you want to contribute it to. Mm. You know what I'm saying? We are attributed to. We are not out here by ourselves. No. You know what I'm saying? We are a product of the, the generations that raised us. And this is not to say that personal responsibility is not, Agree. That's what I said. You know, but I own it. You own it. I own it. But I'm just saying, I don't, I just feel like. They need to own it too. Yeah. And because one thing is like, they don't think. I do, I do agree that there are differences. And even as someone who's, I'm an older millennial, you know what I'm saying? And I look at younger, you know, people underneath me and I can see differences in the ways that, you know, we've been raised to, to see and, and navigate the world. I get mm. that. But I, I am conscious in and of myself in the ways that I have the conversations that I have because we should always want to have conversations that will move us forward and not just keep us in here, you know, running around in circles. Because I'm sick of it. I'm really sick of it. I mean, as good as, as the message was yesterday, because it was actually a good message. I have all my notes and I did get something from it. I was turned off by the first five, ten minutes of the message because it was just like, Oh, you know how these millennials be on social media doing da 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 da. And I'm just like, mm. how many times we got to sit through this, bruh? Like, Jesus. Jesus. Mm. I mean, like, honestly. Talk about something else. Like, there's a whole rack of issues in the generations before that we can address now. Listen, because if how much time we got? Because we want to lay out all my daddy's issues. I got you. And if you want to make them biblical, we can do that too. Hey, because it's right there. <laughs> it's right there. I just feel like, why do we do this? 
like I mean, is it because maybe maybe generations before them did it to them, and now they just feel like they get to do it now? Fine, either way, I'm telling you, I'm sick of it, and um. I'm not saying I'm going to leave the church or, you know, I mean, it's not a church. The church is just one example. I get it at work all the time. Mm-hmm. My boss is like, well, you know, the millennials don't do it. And I'm just like, oh, girl, spare me. Like, mm-hmm. spare me, spare me, spare me. Like, okay. And everything that happens is not a result of the generation that I was born into. It's not because that person is a millennial. It's because they're raggedy. Like, it's right. not. It doesn't right. like, it's not because you can't look at that. You know, if she comes to the interview and she's not wearing a, a, she's dressed inappropriately for the interview. It's not because she's a millennial. It's because no one ever told her that she needed to, you know, dress a certain kind of way, or she just believes that she doesn't have to. Either way, that doesn't mean that it's by virtue of the generation that she was born into. It's a personal choice that she made. Raggedy knows no generation. You know what I'm saying? Because Raggedy, all of y'all niggas got a, y'all own brand of Raggedy that y'all bring to the table, to the conversation. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You got you got a whole generations of families. The grandmother's trifling, the mother's trifling, and the daughters are trifling. Like the sons are trifling, the daddy's trifling. You got whole generations, whole families. So Absolutely. Yeah. So petty or not petty, that's my peeve. Y'all are annoying me. <laughs> and I just wish that we could just find something else to talk about. Cause I'm like, just leave us alone. As they're on my thing. nerves. The very okay. last one. All right. So that's concluding uh, <laughs> this week's episode of Getting Grown. We love you guys so much for listening. Thanks again to everyone who came out to see us in New York City. We had an amazing time. We are coming to L.A. next. Oh, my God. Yes. November the 2nd. The women uh, and the women of color and fem. Is it women and fems? Women and fems of color. Yes, conference. absolutely. At Cal State L.A. It's a free conference. You can register and attend. Right. Yes, but you have to register in order to attend. Absolutely, sis. And we're not taking no at-the-door tickets. That's not how this works. So Um, we're going to post the link in the description box. Please don't ask us. Please don't. How you can get them because you listen to us. Absolutely. And we're telling you right now that you can find them in the link on the description box and also on our social media. Correct. So, yes, please come and see us if you're in the L.A. area. We're going to be speaking. We're the opening keynote. Isn't that crazy? Like, we're doing keynotes. That's nuts. Whoa. <laughs> so crazy. But, um, yeah, so we are going to be there on November the 2nd. Isn't that crazy? So, uh, and then after that, we are going to Atlanta. Um, so, come kick it with us, man. Coast to coast. Coast to coast. And, um, yeah, Atlanta, L.A., it's going to be a good time. Can't wait to see you all there. Kia and I will also be hosting for uh, The Read in Nashville. Um, and I that is Philly. The third week. It, oh, and Kia will be hosting for Philly. So she's going to be repping for the both of us. Ow, ow, ow. Um, and if you can't make it to Philly, then you are more than welcome come, to come see me for the Jaden XD live show, Shameless Plug, uh-huh, October 21st. Uh-huh. <laughs> show you right. And okay. in the meantime, and in between, oh, and also the dopest dinner party, October 20th. Get your tickets for that as well. It's a smoke out, not in the weed since we're doing brisket, ribs, and chicken. All right, that's all my plugs. Drink your water. Mind your business and moisturize. Why, sis? Because your black will crack if it's dry. Hasta luego. <laughs> <laughs> me and Crystal when I was at Crystal's house last week we both just kept busting out in song at like the most random times it was like why do we why do we just choose to sing randomly 
<laughs> I don't know why I became Dora the Explorer at just that moment. But that was just so sincere. <laughs> okay, I got to go to work. Y'all are playing on my phone. Okay, bye. <laughs> Today's show is also brought to you by Evelyn and Bobby. Evelyn and Bobby's women-led intimates company creates beautiful, purposeful products to make women's lives better. They've created the best underwear ever, combining unique softness with smooth, flat seams that offer a fit so comfortable you'll forget you're wearing them. Evelyn and Bobby comes in three silhouettes and one size that fits many with four-way stretch that moves with you. Visit Evelyn... Visit Visit EvelynBobby.com. <laughs> And use Grown to get a free pair of knickers with any purchase. That's a whole $28 value. Only when you use the code Grown, though. So use that at EvelynBobby.com. On this episode of Plant Killers, we'll explore one nation's most notorious fruit and vegetable killer, bad dirt. What makes bad dirt so bad? The answer, the ingredients. But fear not, true crime enthusiasts. This story has a happy ending. New miracle Grow organic raised bed in garden soil. It's made with quality organic ingredients from upcycled green waste like compost and aged bark. Unlike the other guys who can't say the same. Looks like bad dirt's murdering days are over. Thanks to miracle Grow. Join us next time on Plant Killers.